0: Hi, my name is Alan. I'm a business designer, and welcome to the Beyond Users podcast, where we learn about business to become better designers. Welcome to another mini MBA episode, where we take one business concept, explain what it is and how it is relevant for the work of designers. So today I'm joined by Franz, the program director at the MBA. Hi, Franz. Hi, Alan. Cool. So today we will talk about a concept called competitive arena, which is a really important concept for making business decisions. Now, before we dive in, I'd like to just invite all of you to join our seven day mini MBA, where you can learn more about business and business concepts. So uh, what mini MBA is, it's an email course and over seven days, you will receive seven emails and learn about a few business concepts relevant for designers. So to subscribe to Mini IBA, head over to beyondusers.com. So now let's have a look at what Competitive Arena is. Franz, how would you explain it in a nutshell?
1: Um, If I had one line, then I would say that uh, Competitive Arena is a tool that helps us to find out who we are really competing with.
0: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And maybe a longer way to explain it would be, I think we've all done competitive research, right? So if you went to a business school, you did it for sure. So it's one of the basic things you get taught. So you look at our competitors, you need to identify who they are, find information about their business, like revenue, profit, investments. Uh, you also look at their strategy, etc. And mm-hmm. most designers do the same when they design products. So they look at competitors to see what products they're building, what features they have, They're targeting to get a sense of their brand, etc. However, where the real problem comes up is not in really finding the data on your competitors, but it is at finding who your competitors are, right? And now, if we look at one example, like let's say car manufacturer, so if I'm BMW or working for BMW, you know, I'm mostly thinking about Volkswagen, Mercedes, Tesla, or General Motors as my competitor, but is this really who you're competing with, right?
1: I think here it's the time also to say what concept we usually use when we do um, competitive um, analysis, which is industries, right? Usually we have a look at our industry, what, ch- what industry are we in? And then we just list out all the competitors. And the point that um, this podcast is about that is that industry is probably a little bit too short-sighted and probably not the right concept to find your real competitors.
0: Perfect. Exactly, right? So if you talk to anyone, they will tell you, yeah, look at just all the players in your industry and see how you're competing with them. But what we are seeing lately is that you're not just competing within your industry. you are competing basically with everyone, right? So the companies yeah. like pharmaceutical companies thought that you know they will never be disrupted by players from outside the industry, and now Apple and Google are coming in with this um, health tech and they're just being disrupted also on a different level. And you you can see the same thing happening in other industries. Like also if you think about the car manufacturers, right? You have players outside the industry who are competing with them. Like obviously you have airlines, you have trains, but also like maybe in the future there's gonna be Hyperloop right? So you yeah. have to think about all these things and keep them in your mind when you're coming up with your product. Um, but maybe the best way to go forward here, Franz, would be to, you, you prepare one example, right? So yes, let's talk about this example through with the respective competitive arena. And uh, yeah, go ahead.
1: Sure. So I would like to talk about the really relatable industry for all of us. So again, I use the word industry. Um, I want to talk about the restaurants, And just having a look at how this um, competitive arena for a restaurant works. And basically what you do before, so we will go into detail how we do a competitive arena later, but usually what you do is you start with um, your customer problem. What you want to, what your customer wants to get done when using your product. And for a dinner restaurant, for an average dinner restaurant, I would argue it is getting food, being fed, being full. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously, you have other restaurants that are your direct competitors. So this Mm -hmm. is uh, the first, um, the second important term. So the first one is your um, customer problem, uh, which you want to find first and just pinpoint once and then you look for uh, direct competitors that do the same Uh, job as you do and I would say that's all the other restaurants that are close to you or that are similar to you, Um, every restaurant that directly competes with you. But having only a look at them is, um, is not the end of the story because you're also competing with indirect competitors. So all the companies that basically do the same job or solve the same problems for your customers which would be they could just cook for themselves. So groceries, for example, this is your indirect competitor or um, HelloFresh, for example, who deliver packages to your home that you can cook then um, easily. This would also be an indirect competitor. Um, do you, Can you think of other indirect ones? Yeah,
0: there's also like bakeries, right? So I could go to a bakery. Um, so now if we talk about specific thing of getting some foods on the go, right? So it also can be, if you grab something at the gas station, which which sure. is also like a one way of a supermarket, um, yeah, there's there's plenty, right? You can yeah. go to a smoothie bar, so um, which you can classify as a restaurant or not, you know, that also yeah. depends on the, how you look at the industry. But if you look at arena, it's also them, yeah. There's there's a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and for some.
1: Industries, for some companies, it even makes sense to go one step further and not only look at indirect competitors, but also look at potential competitors. So the ones who probably might get into this, um, into solving the problem that we first pinpointed. So for restaurants, um, it's hard because it's not that much of a, a profitable industry that you have these potential companies coming in. Uh, so this would rather be in a, in an industry where you um, where you have more um, margins probably where it's more a more interesting industry when it comes to profits. But still, you can think of um, food manu- manufacturers itself that uh, do wanna open their let's say flagship stores where they just mm-hmm. sell their own their own projects, uh, products. So this could be a potential customer, somebody who is a big company producing actually ingredients for restaurants and they would just o- uh, open their own uh, let's say flagship restaurant so this could be a potential customer i don't see that you mean uh, potential that, competitor right ah, you potential competitor something? sorry so i'm i don't see that happening uh, in the industry uh, in the restaurant industry but still this is the way we want to think about it right you have your direct competitors that you that are doing that are solving this problem in a very similar way than you are then you have these indirect competitors that also solve the same problem but in a different way and you have these potential um, competitors that may go into your industry and the interesting thing is that um, it it all comes back to this um, customer problem that we want to solve because at the moment we're talking about an average dinner restaurant where we said being full or getting food getting fed after a working day is the, the job to be done right or the customer problem, let's say. Um, When you turn this around and say that I'm not a dinner restaurant anymore, but I'm a fine dining restaurant where prices are much higher, then um, being fed would be a little bit too short-sighted because your um, customer problem that you're solving is probably much more entertainment. So you don't go there only because of the food, but you go there to spend the whole evening to be entertained, and when you then look at um, the indirect competitors, it's not grocers anymore, and it's not HelloFresh anymore, but it might even be theaters, or going to a spa, or doing any other activities that fill your whole evening. So, mm-hmm. and here is when it comes. So we see two things here. The first is when we we need to be clear about our customer problem in order to find the right uh, indirect competitors. But at the same time, it gives us huge insight in our design decisions, right? Because if I am feeding people and they spend an hour with me, I have complete different implications for my design as when I am an entertainment company, actually, where people spend several hours, um, spend multiple or the multiple of what an, um, an, an usual dinner restaurant would cost. So this is really interesting for for our design.
0: Exactly, right? So going from a traditional restaurant whose main customer goal or the problem they're trying to solve is to get the customers fed to a fine dining restaurant, like three, two, or one-star Michelin restaurant, they have a different goal, right? They need to wow their customers. It's about, in a way, entertainment. It just completely changes the landscape, even though you're still in the same industry. The industry is still restaurants. But- you're competing with and how you should be competing with them completely changes. Yeah. And using this competitive arena as a tool is really useful to identify who you should be looking at, uh, who you should take for inspiration, who you really are your competitor. And, uh, yeah, we we found it was a really useful tool, but just to recap, right? So basically you, you mentioned four things in there. So these are four layers to competitive arena that make this tool, so in the middle, right, and the way you can think about it is also just take a piece of paper and just draw basically four circles. And in the middle one, you have customer goal. So what is the customer trying to achieve? And then the second circle is basically your direct competitors. This is where you look from your perspective. What am I working on? And who, is, who else is working on the same product? Who else is trying to solve the same goal with the same type of product? Then the third circle would be indirect competitors is who is trying to solve the same goal, but with a different type of product or service. And then the final circle, which is potential competitors, it's who else could be entering this space if they really wanted to, right? Yeah. And this is where I had the healthcare example before with Google and Apple. Um, Yeah, okay, so now that we laid out what it is and, and we laid out one example, maybe let's talk a little bit about the how. So how do you use it? Is there any typical problem or... Yeah. Like what what do you usually start with and what is the hardest to do in this with this tool?
1: Yeah. So getting this uh, customer problem right. So the thing that you that your customer wants to achieve when buying your product or using your product is usually not that easy because you want to get the right uh, you want to get the right level. Mm -hmm. If you get too specific and too detailed, you will only compete to very few companies. And if you're too broad, you start to compete with every company. So getting this right is really important. And it's also like in many design processes, uh, you try it out first and try to construct it. And then you can still change it because probably you you might even find a new customer problem that you're solving in this process. Or being more specific on this really helps you also to uh, make better decisions. So this in itself, the very first step is already a very hard one.
0: Yeah. We found this also to be very uh, like very much an iterative process, so you put something out in the middle and you just see how it works It's like working with how might we statements you know one statement can be too broad and then the whole world is your solution and one can be too specific and then you already specified your solution so it's the same here, right so if you think about restaurants, just saying uh, getting the best carrot dish or beef dish, maybe too specific. I mean, it also depends on what you're trying to do. That's why it's an iterative process and you have to work with it to find how it's gonna work for you. But maybe saying like, just, I need to get this one dish is gonna be too specific because then you're gonna have just like probably a few competitors. Um, But if you say, okay, getting people fat, then you get more competitors. But again, you have to see for yourself what is the right level to get to. And it's going to take a few iterations before you find the right level that feels useful, right? Yeah. It feels useful in a way that you feel, okay, this is really who I'm competing with. And this is all the players I need to keep in mind when I'm making decisions. Yeah. yeah.
1: And usually coming up with direct competitors is really easy, right? Because this yeah. is who we're thinking of all the time, this other restaurant, this other place. Uh, so this is really easy when it comes to indirect competitors, it's already a bit harder because this is where you also need to change your perspective because this is where you usually break industry borders. Because the, when we go back to the restaurant industry, this is, in our first example, you could still argue that groceries and HelloFresh is still in the food industry. Mm -hmm. But when we think of our next example of the fine dining restaurants, here we really broke industry borders for the indirect competitors because we have other companies that are not in the food industry or in the um, in the yeah in the in the restaurant industry that do the same uh, cho- uh, that, that solve the same problem for our customers. And here we really need to be not creative but still open-minded to think of the the right uh, the right competitors.
0: Right. So I think we covered nicely what it is, how, how it came to life, this, this framework. But now let's talk a little bit why is it relevant, right? And the first thing I'd like to make here is that really good understanding of who you're competing with is the basis for m- making good business and design decisions, right? By having all these different views and, oh, if I make this feature, if I add this feature to the product, or if we make our UX this way, you know, you can anticipate a little bit how your competitors will react. Right? That's one thing. Or the second, maybe even the more tangible for for designers is understanding better what customers deal with right? Understanding yeah. better what customers all the options customers have, and how we can make this option really unique, and bring a lot of value versus others. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think the second one is really interesting when you think from a customer perspective, um, because the decision, and again, we go back to a restaurant industry, the decision in our second example is not which restaurant am I going to, but the decision is, how will I spend my evening? And mm. when you look at this, your options get so much broader. And you get so much more um, decision to make from a customer's perspective, which means probably in your communication, probably in your product or service design, you need to be completely different than uh, when you just think of which other restaurants would they go.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Another thing that is useful about this framework is that you can find some inspiration from potential competitors or indirect competitors because you're not thinking just about the usual features or usual things that companies do in this space. You're going to have a much broader base of ideas you know what you can draw from obviously yeah. you don't want to copy stuff but you can maybe get inspired for certain stuff from the indirect and potential competitors bucket
1: yeah definitely
0: and i think another thing that's really interesting is also just keeping in mind your potential entrants, you know and what they can do so when you're creating this so let's say again you're a pharma company thinking of creating your own uh, more technological uh, product like, just ask yourself, could Apple do this better in a year? <laughs> than what are we are going to spend five years on? Because we, we just don't have the right knowledge and resources to maybe do it. And through that, maybe answer yourself that, mm, maybe we shouldn't build this ourselves. Maybe we should partner up with somebody. And just thinking about all of these things, like, mm, okay, are we really in the best position to do this? Or should we find somebody else to partner, partner up? Or just leave it to somebody else to, to work on this? and really make our solution different so that it's different when they enter the space. Yeah. Cool. You you got anything else on the competitive arena?
1: No, I think we pretty much covered it in, what was it, 15 minutes?
0: Probably, yeah. (laughs) Cool. Thanks, Franz, for uh, sharing the example. So um, if your listeners have any questions about Competitive Arena, just reach out to, to us on LinkedIn. You can find our profiles on beyondusers.com slash podcast and just find the right episode. Um, but yeah, that's everything in today's episode. Again, if you want to learn more about the business and more business concepts, just the way we cover them today, you can head out to beyondusers.com and there you can sign up for a seven day mini MBA email course. And over seven days you will receive Uh, and learn um, a few business concepts. Cool. So that's everything in today's episode. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
1: Bye, Al.